Good morning, everybody. It's 7 a.m. Man, it gets harder every day. And I know today is a Monday. Those are the worst. I'm so sorry, guys. So sorry for everybody that's got to go to work on a Monday. I got to go to work on a Monday. It's just the way the world works. But hey, today is National Third Shift Workers Day. For all my night workers, probably getting out of work right now, I salute you. I salute you. You put in the effort. You go in late. You get out even later. You get out in the morning. You literally get out before the sun rises. That's the worst. I cannot do that. And sometimes I say I work third shift, but in reality, I get out at 11. My voice sounds like this. If it sounds weird, it's because I'm really tired. But I do this for you guys. I do this for the Small Talk Podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. Uh, You listen to your small talk king or your small king staying in a full five six and a half because the half matters and guys this is a tough one today man i am i am not i'm not in it right now i'm not feeling it you know you ever get those days it's not even you it's just the day like you wake up and you realize like what day it is and for me today it's monday today's monday and i i don't know what what i thought today was gonna be but like it's just not it. I'm just not feeling it in my heart and soul. Guys, if you're not feeling it in your heart and soul, just just, just tap your chest. Just get two slaps, two, two, two little pump-ups to let you know that although today's not the day, you're going to make it your day. You're going to make it your Monday. You're going you're gonna to walk through that those doors of your job, or you're going you're gonna to sit in this car, and you're listening to the podcast right now, and you're thinking to yourself, today's my day. All right, screw a Monday. Who gives a damn about a Monday? Every day's my day. Every day's my day. I'm get I'm getting motivational on you. Every day's my day. Every day's your day. Bang your chest, bang your chest like you're a king. Every day's your day. I just woke myself up with a little bit of coffee, and I hit my chest about 17 times right now. So I think I'm awake. One more for good. Two more for good effort. Boom. Two more good chest pumps for good effort. Guys, let's get right rolling into this. And today we're talking about water. I don't know why, but water is the only drink where the where the temperature of the water is basically the flavor. You know what I'm saying? Like really cold water has a distinct taste. And then room temperature water has a distinct taste. And then hot water like has got, got like that, that like metal taste or like that like grainy taste to it. But temperature water is the only water where its temperature is its taste because it's it's not flavored. Water's not flavored, but for some reason it tastes good. In that sense, like ooh, it's salty or it's sweet, but just in like a weird sense, it like it just tastes good. Like I've never I've never heard of water flavored anything at all, or like water flavored anything solid is ice. That's ice. That's water flavored. I don't know what that. I don't know what the heck that is. Water flavored. Ice cream, water flavor ice cream would be ice ice cubes, just a, a thing of or ice shavings, ice shavings, that would be frozen. For what would that be? What kind of what kind of what kind of food would that be? Water flavored. Like if it was like a water. Oh man, I'm stuck, bro. God, this Monday's killing me. Screw you, Monday. You're not gonna you're not gonna win this from for me. Watered flavored ice cream would be ice cubes. That's what I'm saying. And water's not even that good. It's just good for you. The only time water is good is when you wake up at like 3 in the morning and you're super dry. 
and there's that random like bottle of water on your counter, tell me that isn't the best water you've ever had. That you're lying if you're lying if you say it's not. The water at your nightstand at four in the morning is the best water you will ever drink in your life. Even ask Tom Hanks from Castaway. Tom Hanks from Castaway when he was stranded on the island. I guarantee, I guarantee he's never had better water than when he was wake than he when he woke up at four in the morning and there was a random bottle of water next to his nightstand, and he drank that sip for sip. And he was stranded on a deserted island. Still, the nightstand water is the best water. You can at me on that. Add me on Twitter. Add me on Instagram. The best water is the water on your nightstand at 4 in the morning. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. That's a fact. That's a small talk verification. I put a stamp on it. Put a, put a, put a boom on it. I certify that. Small talk podcast is certified. The best water is the water. On your night stand at four in the morning. All right, so I've been getting a lot of a lot of blows on my phone on social media and everything about the Packers, and not only that, the news about Adam Schefter that dropped um, that everything. And uh, here I am today with a former podcast worker of mine. He's actually a current coworker of mine. We got Greg Bince on the Small Talk podcast. We're both some small kings, and we're going to talk about what we got going on in the Packers society. If Greg, you want to give a quick uh, quick intro. Hey guys, uh, my name is Greg Vince. Uh, work with Byron at WFRV Channel Five in Green Bay. Uh, yeah, and I uh, I love sports. I want to be a broadcaster one day, so and I'm working on that right now. I've got some big stuff coming up, so stay tuned. All right, Greg, thanks for the plug. Thanks for the plug. Um, so we're talking about the Green Bay Packers. We got the whole situation with Rodgers in the draft. Not only that, first we got the bomb dropped on draft night. He wants to leave Green Bay, the whole fiasco. And then that was dropped by Adam Schefter. Come to find out on uh, on whose podcast? Whose podcast did he drop it on? But he dropped that. Oh, uh, Dan Patrick show. Dan Patrick show that it was just, it wasn't breaking news, but it was actually accumulation of news that we already knew about. Quote unquote, that we already knew was coming. But of course, and then not only that, then you have a Fox 11 worker in the sports department named Ryan. Um, Ryan, last time I'm forgetting, do you have it? Ryan Wing, not Ryan Morris, but Ryan Wing. Yeah, Ryan Wing drops that. He's that according to reports that Rogers was at Lambeau, and then he retracted his statement. And then Twitter blew up about that, uh, subtweeting him and at tweeting him. And so now, now I'm thinking to myself, like, who who can you even trust in sports right now? I, I don't know what your what your stance on this right now, and the whole on the whole reporting reportings and breaking news and stuff like that, especially for this Rogers situation in Green Bay. I think there are. Uh, certain good reporters out there. I think they're hard to find. Uh, another one that comes to mind is Mark Schillerth. I know people are having trouble uh, like trying to get wrap their mind about what he had to say because apparently he had a source that's really close to him and has never let him down that told him that, you know, the Denver Broncos offered a pretty dang good deal to Rodgers and it was, quote, unquote, almost a done deal. Uh, obviously that hasn't happened, at least not yet. Uh, but I, I don't know, uh, the Adam Schefter thing really gets me because I feel like a lot of people put a lot of trust in him, uh, for reporting. I know Tom Brady, he, the only reporter he follows, at least on social media is Adam Schefter. Uh, so that should say something, but, uh, I don't know. I, I guess you also, you also have to get your ratings boost every now and then. And, uh, Schefter did get, did a pretty good job of doing that too. Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to trust. I feel like. 
just depends on who you are. Uh, obviously, like what sport. Um, obviously, I know for the NBA, ESPN has two good reporters, Woj and uh, Brian Windhorst. I think it's his last name. Uh, yeah, I, it's just it's hard to find accurate reporting, especially in these days where uh, I know people don't really like the term fake news, uh, but it is a thing, and you got to shed a light on it when there is fake news being presented. Yeah, exactly. And I actually wanted to go back what you said about Schefter, get the ratings up. Uh, actually, I have a I have a theory of mine, and a lot of people have theories out there uh, thinking that Rodgers tried to tell Schefter to put the blame on him so he doesn't look like the bad guy or this and that. Actually, I was listening to the, Pat, to the Dan Patrick show when he was on it, and the day after Dan Patrick, since he worked with ESPN and sports industry, he was talking about how some journalists or some reporters have to go through uh, – go put their stories on deck on their, on the desk of, of their companies or their bosses or, or bosses in quotations. And they'll either tell them that it's good to go or they'll ask them to find another source or keep working on the story. And actually my theory is that Schefter put this story or he collected this story about Rogers wanting to leave, being unhappy in green Bay. Obviously his source is probably being Rogers number one or, or the front office number one, uh, put it on ESPN's desk or wherever he has to, um, report to put it on their desk and they're thinking you know we got a great story on our hands we got to make sure it's good so they give it back to Schefter he goes back so this is I'm thinking from the end of the season when the season ended th- he starts writing the story right and he says Rogers is unhappy puts it on the desk the probably month passes they give it back to him we need a full source to see Aaron Rodgers is a big name goes back gets more information from his teammates all right, we I guess we have more. We're going to give it back to him one more time. And now this is collecting. The draft's probably maybe a month, maybe three weeks away. So I'm thinking that he gave it back to the to the to the desk of whoever he's reporting to. They're thinking in their minds. All right, we had a bad draft. Not that it was bad people who were drafted, but we had an uneventful draft. COVID draft, Zoom, Zoom draft, whatever. We got a draft that's finally back in person. We need this team to get beefed up. I think that he puts it on the desk. They're reading over the thing. They're thinking, you know what? You know what, Schefter? If you put this out on draft night, we'll give you a big bonus, whatever, or something that – or whatever is your thing. You put the blame on yourself. You we, you tell the social media that you decide to put this out on draft night yourself, and we won't we won't uh, discipline you. We won't do whatever. Because so far I haven't seen anything about Schefter being, you know yeah. – find or 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 any or any consequences against him they, he said this on the dan patrick show he's like they asked him did you purpose to put on the draft and he said that's absolutely 100 accurate and he took that like he took down the chin like nothing and i haven't heard anything that's been counted against him or towards him so i'm thinking you know maybe espn had something to do with it maybe they told him to get these ratings up obviously espn's not going to come out and say yeah we told them to put it out to get the ratings up that looks bad for espn they're, they're like a multi-billion dollar company industry so that's my theory. I don't know if you have any theories about why he put this out now or why he's saying this now, but feel free to, to share any. I feel like that's a very legit theory. Um, I don't really think about it that way. I don't have any other theories, but I do think that part of what Schefter is reporting actually is true. I think there is like a rift. And I know some of Rogers' former teammates like A.J. Hawk, uh, James Jones, John Kuhn have all spoken. And there definitely is some sort of like uh, – imbalance in the relationship over there at 2065 with Marty, but I think whatever is going on, it's going to get resolved because although the uh, Jordan Love pick didn't make a whole lot of sense, I do, I, I do understand the argument of like, well, well, what if Rogers gets hurt and, you know, or breaks his collarbone? 
whatever the Packers are done for. So in that respect or as, aspect, I, I do uh, I do think that having a good backup quarterback is there, but do they need to draft the quarterback at that time and kind of create – I mean, they created this dilemma for themselves. They didn't need a quarterback. They needed one or two good playmakers to get them over the hump. They didn't. And this year's draft is probably the draft that they should have had last year, in my opinion. Get the receiver, get the defense alignment to get Kenny Clark some help, uh, get get a good cornerback so Kevin King is not your number two guy because he's not a number two, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, and and coming from the perspective of two Packer fans, I think we, we view the draft – the same but different at the same time because yeah. you're thinking to yourself, yeah, they didn't need to draft a quarterback, but you're thinking in the short term of things they didn't need to draft it. But Rodgers, he could be one injury away from from uh, from being done, from yeah. from being retired or or anything like that, or having another dilemma like this mm-hmm. where he's maybe he's asking for a bigger pay or I don't know what he's asking for. But you can you're one away from this, and I think you got to look at the long term of things. Some Packer fans are with me. Some Packer fans are with you. Some Packer fans are thinking this is the draft they should have had last year. And some, some Packer fans are thinking that there's a right choice drafting a quarterback. Um, me personally, my take, the quarterback uh, draft wasn't entirely bad. I just think trading up for Jordan Love, who there's barely any tape on this guy. Uh, there is tape, but you can't – tape is not the thing that you want to see unless he's like someone like Trevor Lawrence, who you can see the tape continuously. Four years, you got two national natties under his belt or something like that or yeah. or no no losses in the regular season. But um, trading up for a guy like Jordan Love – I understand. I mean, Jalen Hurts went in the second round. Yeah. So you're looking at that point, that aspect of things. I mean, was it a good pick? I mean, in my honest opinion, it was an average pick, like it's something that I wouldn't wouldn't be too wild about. But was it a necessary pick? We won't know until the future. So I guess that's my take on things, Greg. It was, I appreciate you having you here. Uh, do you have any fi- any final thoughts about the Green Packers or this podcast in general? Yeah, I haven't uh, listened to this podcast much yet, but definitely gonna have to. Uh... Last week of school, so I'll have a lot more time on my hands. Uh, but I will actually add one more thing because uh, I mentioned A.J. Hawk and uh, John Quinn and James Jones. When they were talking on whatever shows that they were on, I forget exactly, all three of them essentially said that Rodgers is not about the money and it's not about a contract. He's not after this Mongo, humongous raise or you know he doesn't want this extension or anything like that. And I think – uh, you know, that's another reason why people are questioning Schefter's reporting. Uh, I think it's just a matter of him wanting more than just Gudikin saying, oh, yeah, we're committed to you for 2021. Like, Rodgers has three years left on his contract. After this next season, the Packers can gain $22 million or more in cap space if they were to cut or trade him. Uh, and uh, knowing that love is right there, in their back pocket for quarterback and trade it up for him. As you mentioned, I think uh, he's feeling a little uneasy about that. And I think that's what led him to say uh, at the press conference after they lost to the Buccaneers in the title game. I think that's why he said it's going to be a a beautiful mystery because it really is going to be, it's going to be interesting after this next year. And uh, you know, can they get over the hump? I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If they can't get over the hump, you know, is it going to be worth trading Rodgers? getting a lot of cap space, being able to afford another good player to uh, really make a splash in free agency and still have a lot of young talent. So that's it. All right, Greg, it's a pleasure having you on this podcast. Uh, I hope to see you some 
some other times. Hope we see you back in this podcast if that's what you want. For sure. We love we'd love to have you back. We, I mean me, because uh, <laughs> there's no there's no team of mine that's working on this. But uh, uh, guys, listening right now, that is Greg Vince, coworker of mine, good friend of mine as well. And uh, we've been talking about this topic for a long time, longer than any other topics we talked about. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Uh, think about it. Remember to hit me up on social media, DM me on Instagram or Twitter, or text me uh, any thoughts you have if you want to be on this podcast. Remember, make someone laugh or smile because that stuff is contagious. Coño. <laughs>